right? So today we have my friend Dwayne Beach. Dwayne, what's up? Hey, how are you, Pablo? Yeah, doing fine, man. So for those folks that want to hear the podcast, just go to my list, uh, which I don't have one right now in my head. It's a Google Play, iTunes, you name it. I'm going to just put the list where you can just find the podcast and you can listen to it in all the platforms that are available. Also, don't forget to go to my page, donate a little bit, $1, $2, whatever you think is, is whatever you, you donate will be fine. Oh, you just can go to my podcast um, page, which is anchor.com slash music podcast. Okay. We have today Dwayne Beach, a friend of mine, viola player and violin player, right? Mm -hmm. And he's all over the place. He's, <laughs> he has two. He has one album called the F Tones, which I worked there. And which one did I work? I worked in this one, right? Yeah. And the other one is shows. Shoe false love, I fear not. And and this one, I think there's an Indiegogo campaign going on, mm -hmm. right? And I'm going to just leave Dwayne talk a little bit more about that okay so first of all um for you guys out there who don't know pablo is this wicked awesome pianist who actually was the Thank pianist you. that recorded <laughs> on my album also for shoot false love i fear not so first i want to talk about the f-tones this is the first ever album project i've ever done um this is for my duo mm. called the f-tones and we comprise of a guitar and violinist and violin myself mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's called sketches and this is a nine piece um, track that is basically musical ideas that um, we decided and just created out of our time playing in the subway in New York City. Um, we just got this um, huge, awesome opportunity through the MTA to be part of their underground performance um, experience, and that was a blossoming, blossoming of sketches and our F-tone sound. Yeah. Um, and we do a thing like it's gypsy jazz, pop, rock, classical, all combined in one, and it's really dope. It's very good, man. It's very good. I, when I went to Cafe Vivaldi to listen to Duane for the first time, and I was like, man, that's a good music, isn't it? Hmm. very good music, man. <laughs> like, I, and I can see his, of course, his classical techniques and discipline in his instrument. And it's very good. I, when, when Duane come up with me, uh, to me, like, couple months ago right to do the the recording of the last project and I worked with the guys I was like oh damn this is this is this is a good this is a great deal and this is not it's not bullshitting around this is good and he he managed to finish the song when when is this project uh, is going to start or okay so the project we're talking about right now is shoot mm -hmm. false love I fear yeah. not so this project literally started this time last year for okay. me um, I was in the first space of just like, what do I need to do? I need to talk about something. Yeah. I need to share with the world a piece of art of my own. I've never really shared yeah. anything that I created. I've always performed and traveled performing other people's mm -hmm. stuff. Of course, in the classic world, we do like, oh, we perform the great. We perform the new upcoming contemporaries, but we never talk about performing our own stuff. Yes. And as a creative, I've always been in that space where I can write, I can do poetry, I learned all these be beautiful skills, time to make it happen. So I started writing a collection of songs and um, it was looking pretty dope, just poetically when I wrote yeah. on a page as just text. And I'm like, let me see if I could use my, you know, grad level music theory skills and yeah. make something happen. And um, it finally became, you know, sheet music on a page. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, 
I have sheet music. What's the next step? Record it. Who's going to sing it? And I'm like, wait, low key, I'm a singer. I've done some stuff in the past. I know I'm really good at jazz, opera, but pop, am I that good? Am I good enough to do this? You know? Because <laughs> um, the music I was going was really pop in this album. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I was really terrified about like pushing music out there. And I'm like, you know, I'm as good as I say I am. If I want to go there, I'm going to be there. There we go. Yeah. And it's this whole collection now, it's as a collection of five genre-bending songs that crosses from pop to jazz with a heavy string focus. And um, it was a challenge that I presented to myself. Each song has its own character, its own characteristic and a storyline. So the first song is The Unknown Love, when you question your worth. What's appetizing price of loving me? So basically, I was comparing myself to the mm. world. How am I on a scale of one to ten? Am I low, medium, or high quality? And then that song is like, okay, so people normally, when they talk about love, they compare themselves outwardly like, ooh, is this person going to see me? I'm interested in that prospect. Am I that same level to be chosen by I that amazing lover? Yes, I see what you're saying, yeah. And then I knew in my past, I never really had that thing where I sat down and said, okay, where do I fit? Am I top shelf brandy or am I that low shelf, you know, beer or something? And in this song, I use metaphors. I was in a bar scene in, in my conceptual brain. And then I was looking at this beautiful picturesque person, the ideal of perfection. And they were so appetizing to me in the first song. And I'm just like, hmm, what am I? How would they see me? So the journey is a journey about love. Mm -hmm. Loving self first so that you can be expressively loving to other people. So I go from the first song's called Appetizing Price when I talk about myself to the next song, Selfish. Mm. In order to be loving, you have to know first who you are. And it's okay to be selfish. selfish. So this song is like a really kind of 90s groove-tastic approach to a jazz melody where I'm starting to sing stuff like, because I'm so selfish, mm-hmm. I love me more than you. I'm sorry, but it's true. That's all I'm gonna give you guys. <laughs> but like, those lyrics are quite hard because I talk about I have to love me more than you sometimes. So we have to realize not all the time everybody has your back. Mm. But in order for you to be loved, you must love yourself. Yeah. So that was the second song. Mm-hmm. The third song is something called Hey, Hey. This is the, mo- the moment where Pablo yeah. jumps in with his like amazing Latin <laughs> traps, you know, piano skills like that, 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 that. And um, this one was the, the firecracker, the climactic moment. I'm mm-hmm. like, to hell with you. I'm tired of this crap. I don't got no more of this. Hey to the freaking there's hey. A, there's a small um, rap section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So good. It's, I, I love it. I love it. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, it's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, and um, after that, that's when I start to really love now because I got yeah. over that question of love to bad love. I got rid of all of it. Now the next song is A Journey of Happiness. Yeah. Um, the, the third song is called You and I because I start to find love and start to feel it. Mm. And it, it's funny because it really happened in my life too at that point too. And um, I start to see who I can be because now yeah. I love myself and I can now open my heart to so others. So there's a congruency from what you... What is the work is all about when, what with what is going on in my own life? Right, right, right. 
But I think this this whole piece is quite interesting in that respect. I'll talk yeah. more about that with you in a second. And then, so, Yuna is this really awesome piece that's kind of Sade-like. It's very easy, loungy, with a hint of Gregorian chant in the yeah. middle of there. But this really, like, um, groovy, jazzy flute interlude, which I'm so happy is on there. And then the last tune is my, my bread and butter, Flybird. It's the piece that started it all, the very first piece I wrote. Um, when I told you earlier about, like, how I just got into the world of writing music, this was a piece because I was actually commissioned um, by Brooklyn College to do like oh, a. Oh man, that's good. That's that's so good. Yeah, man, I was commissioned to write a play for kids. Really? Yeah. Damn, man. That's, um, so that's it's cool. <laughs> it was a year project, and it was yeah. pretty intense. Like I had no training. They're like, oh. "Oh, make your theater project and write a whole play and choreographic and write no the music." No way, man. Dude, I literally like sh- almost killed myself it was ridiculous you wow. know but the product was so well worth you know and flybird was a piece i wrote for them to sing as a choir piece and after seeing the kids perform it and the audience receiving it they're like is this a song we've heard before it sounds like something i've heard on the radio and i'm like really my song I, I, <laughs> <laughs> is it that good <laughs> Wow. And they're like, yeah, we heard this before. It's that good. So basically, ah, interesting. That's a good point to talk about. Um, by the way, just make sure that you visit um, Dwayne Beach uh, website, which is what? DwayneBeach.com. There you go. D-W-A-Y-N-E. And make sure that you sign up to his page to just get um, more information. Yeah. And okay. Isn't interesting that we think we don't have that skill. We don't have that potential. Isn't mm-hmm. that interesting? I, I hear that. You know, I think the biggest thing for, for me in, in the creative world is we bind ourselves to what we do. Like, oh, you're a piano player. You sometimes compose, but are you a composer? Mm, you know? I see. And for me, I, I never really called myself a composer or a singer-songwriter because I didn't write songs. I didn't write all of that. I just played my instrument, did my dancing, and maybe sang a song or two, but... I never was told that I'm that, and so I believe that. But then now I'm seeing there's so many avenues we can go as a creative. Yeah. We can make any of those decisions. Oh, I can be a composer if I do the work. I can be a singer-songwriter if I do the work. Yeah. And I'm seeing that now. Like Before, I closed myself saying, oh, no, I'm strictly a violist. I'm strictly a violinist. I can't do nothing else. But people see my quality and say, you know what? You can do this. You have the skill. Just go there. And... Because someone believed in me, I believed in myself, too. Yeah, man. That's a great point. That's a great point. You can be that that you think you cannot be, but you have to put that hard work. But you could be so much more if you open yourself up to the opportunity. Mm. Because, like, a lot of times we limit ourselves based off of facts that are necessarily not true. Hmm. Like, we're like, oh, no, I can never do that. Oh, I can't do that because you never tried it. I see what you're saying. Um, and I've never tried writing until I had to, had to do that project. And then that was the point where I'm like, yo, I got skills. Well, of course, in school, you know, we learn how to write, you know, four-part harmonies. We learn about well, the one textures. Thing is, one, one thing is just to use it. To use it. You can, uh, I, man, I, I met this girl that she, she was a cousin. And she used to tell me, oh. I can refu- I can make fugues or I can identify fugue and all the voices stuff stuff like that. I'm like, 
why you don't make your own composition? No, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, but you know how to make a few. Mm-hmm. If you want, if you can read it, if you can apply it and figure it out, you already have the skill. Yeah, that, that's all. Then the other things, just like you said, just the hard work. Just put a little bit of work. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, um, because I'm making my new album, which is coming up, and which is going to be 16, dope. Yeah, November <laughs> 16. I never thought that I was going to get recording skills, man. Recording skills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I really have to, I was like, can I do this stuff, man? Just record here, just edit here and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you learn, man. You have to put the work, of course. But then you start learning like, oh, I can do this. I can do that. I can put this there. And then you start, you, you think about yourself like, yeah, I can. So we brought up this earlier, like uh-huh. how for the recording process, because I think this applies to both our both our stuff you know yeah. like how um we have this perception that recording has to be this perfect thing only mm-hmm. like you have to go in there 100 percent knowing the song from beginning to end no mistakes that's how you record and we made up this craziness because that's how we've learned in our schooling you know that's the mentality the wrong mentality that's not how it is man at least that's the classical world mentality yeah, like the classical how, world mentality yes whereas now um with this album as you experience and we're both experiencing right now like we can do smaller segments and like really make it define sections that sound brilliant and pair yes. together and that's how we make the product mm-hmm. and i know that was a journey like for both of us just like getting to that space where we are now working with technology because I don't oh, think we've yes. worked priorly too much in technology. No, we knew we knew that social media was there. Yeah. We knew that social media was there. We knew that there were engineering. Yeah. Yes, they were trying to do something. They they did something, and but they, I never thought about music engineer or social media uh, social media marketing. All or the just stuff. the businessy, or and or uh, just audio tech yes. technology. All that stuff was so far from my reality, man. Mm-hmm. That literally, I, I I never thought that I was going to just buy an interface, two microphones, mm-hmm. and just start recording stuff, man. I never thought about that at all. And I think it's just the fact that, and this is this is when I come, when things come and start to click. Mm. Thank God I didn't go to do my DMA mm. because. I remember when I was in the DMA, and I think I just mentioned this in a, one of the last podcasts. I was ha- hiding behind a classroom and saying, that, "Oh, I could hear that because I could relate to that as well." Yeah. And someone told me that because by the time I was like, "Damn, I have to go to school. I have to go to school. Why I have to go to school?" And that person came to me and said, "Like, Papa, stop behind this time." Stop hiding, hiding your heart. Because that way you feel like you keep working towards this goal of like, oh no, I'm going to be there. You know, I'm going to be the artist when I finish, right? Which is not, it's not how it is. And then what happens? You'll be like 34, 35, and then you're just starting your career? Exactly. Think about it. You just you just finished your DMA when you're 32. Typically. Typically, right? Right. And that's, we've been conservative. You manage to just do all your credits like it's supposed to be because mm-hmm. I still have friends that they're still doing the DMA. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, okay, that's crazy. But then me, I didn't go that route and I started working my music. That's when shit hit the fan. Mm-hmm. That's when I'm, okay. It's, wow. This is the thing that we want to do. Exactly. Um, and I think we we want to go to school just to make ourselves look good because I think it's looking good, feeling good, knowing mm-hmm. that we have this accolade thing. But at the end of the day, it's about the talent. 
mm-hmm. at least in our craft. Because mm-hmm. even when we go to schools, we, we take all these exams, no matter if you have a 4.0 average or perfect grades, what do they care about? Your 15-minute performance. Mm-hmm. At least in the in artistic world, I think. Yeah. Then think about it, man. You're just giving a concert. <clears throat> in my case, I was just, I gave a concert only my last date of my master's degree. Mm. That's too long. Mm. That's too long. When you're working in this world, you're like, I need to perform. I need to make an album. I need to make press releases. I need to make networking. See, uh, that's too much. That That's too much already for an academical life. Yeah. Yeah, so when I did my master's degree, I remember I did my concert and stuff like that. I finished. And that's when things started like, wait, this does not make any sense. So you spent two years just to work one concert. One concert. How am I spending two years just to play in one concert? Doesn't Hmm. make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Well, the benefits of it of always this course is like you're learning more technical stuff to help make you have the facility. So there's that benefit. And we're learning more language to learn how to compose and transcribe and make sheet music that we're doing and selling those things. So, of course, there's always those great benefits that Mm -hmm. we, we can talk about. But I think where we're both at now, we're at the stage of artistic development. Mm. And we're really defined now by our brand and that we create for ourselves. And that means we now have to create our web pages, Instagram, all social media, um, as well as learning business, like learning how to market yourself. And that be all it is before even get there to do the concert. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is the most important thing for us as performers now. And those are things that you... Believe me, the first concert you will feel like miserable. I've, I've been trying to market my concerts and I can see like trends like, oh, this concert, just two people just came to my concert. Oh, this one, 16 came. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one, 30. They mm-hmm. came 30. Okay. And those things are just trying errors that you have to just go through, right. which are very important. And I think before we started the podcast, we, we spoke about the, the mindset as a... As a being a service versus a product, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you now go through this road, you're not te- you're not thinking anymore to be in a service, right? Because like, serving is doing something for another person. Exactly. Can you st- can you talk a little bit more about that and how sure. you make that transition from being a service? Oh, call me. I pay you a hundred dollars to for a for a wedding versus now I'm a product. Now I'm, I'm doing a person that we already have two albums. Mm-hmm. Price this upcoming. Now I'm a businessman. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I think the thing is we have to think about it because most classical musicians, when we're studying, we just do like, oh, I'm going to do five gigs, you know, in the span of a month, once for church, once for school, once for a friend, a little recording project. Um, maybe I'll get a gig at a wedding company and they'll hire me for the year or something. And then I'm making 800 a week. Yeah, it, it's great. But. You're just playing music just to play music. Mm. And you're playing all these other things that you've learned, whether it's that or things that they want you to play, which you have no care about, like playing Canon and D 50,000 times, or just playing that one wedding march that you're not caring about. And it's a great thing if you know that's what you're comfortable doing. But if you feel like your artistic direction is leading more in the realm of you being the highlighted performer, that model would not work. Mm. You have to be the product. You have to be the thing that, at the end of the day, we want. And you have to sell yourself that way. And I know, um, for me, I've had this like huge developing change where, first of all, get a, re- a, a business account 
on Instagram, on Facebook, yeah. have your own personal art page. Separate that from your own life because mm-hmm. your life is one thing for your friends who are there, but you have a brand and you have an image and you want to make sure your image is upheld to the highest level of your artistic growth. Yes. And um, get high quality headshots. Get really good audio. Which is a get, great point, man. I mean, you have to invest. You have to invest. You have to invest a yeah. lot of money, but be smart. Get your friends who have this equipment for cheap or do it for free or do it for exchange um, and find a cheap website service to make your web page. You have to have a web page, but before you have a web page, you need, you need to have a business card because anytime you walk around the street, you must have a card available because someone Always. may stop you. Oh, you play <coughs> violin? Oh, even though it's not a violin, just tell them, oh yeah, I play an instrument. And I'm like, well, I'm looking for instrumentals for your gig. What happens in the middle of that street? You don't have a card. What are you going to do? You lost a job. So, you have to, you have, you need to. That's a good point. That's a very good step. There you go. A free step by step on how to just start your business. Yeah. Music business. Start, get right. a business card, get a cheap website host. Which, Everything is free nowadays. Yeah. You have Weebly, you have Wix, you have Jimdo, you have everything. the list. Yeah. The list just go. So there's no excuses to start building. And I think I, I wrote a. Uh, uh, an article about it about how to just brand start branding yourself as a musician mm-hmm. and i really give a give a very good detail detail list the list of things that you can mm-hmm. do i mean and my last podcast right not my last one but my last guest great for a month man and we spoke about that mm-hmm. about being a musician and having a website it didn't have a website I'm like you just start making your website mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. to you have to because if someone, let's put it this way, if someone is living right now in Germany and they want to look for more information about you, what? they're not going to the Facebook page. Right. They're not going to Google Facebook. search you. Yeah. They will Google search you and the first 10 pages should be relevant. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. And the thing is, because we're so fast people now in terms of technology, you, we're not going to spend more than 15 seconds or 20 seconds to, to put the effort out there. Yeah. So we as business people have to be making our web pages designed or our outreach online so it's easily accessible. Accessible. Accessible, I can't pronounce the word. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they just want to click a link, see everything about you in that one moment, almost, Mm -hmm. honestly. And you have to just tailor your craft so you can say, as soon as they click on this link, you get everything I need right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most important, just making everything accessible to viewership but also making it so that we have all the platforms available for whatever platform they use. Yeah. So that means some people are more Instagram um, friendly. So they'll go look up your page on Instagram. Some will look you up on Twitter, which I didn't think I wanted until recently. You know? That you still uh, using Twitter recently? Or? I just opened it up I didn't, before I never used it because I feel like that was something I didn't relate to. Mm. But that connects you. That's another service provided that you the people uses to help platform. Exactly. So you have to put yourself on everything. Every time you release something, it must be on all of them. All the platforms. same. All platforms. The same with the singles. If I'm releasing my second <clears throat> single today, by mm-hmm. the way, and I'm going to release it on SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, a small surf, and Instagram. The list just goes on. And wow. Yeah. So it's, it's it's see, it's not about. I'm not thinking as a musician right now. Mm-hmm. When I think, when I do all the stuff, you're planning a schedule like a business, like a business. And now it's just uh, okay. So this is the list that I need to do. It's not about even practicing. It's just 
these are the things that need to be done. Mm -hmm. Oh, speaking of that, so you just laid out the whole model schedule. Like you can sometimes people talk about year schedules. Like what are you doing every week? Mm -hmm. Do you post one new thing about yourself, a photo, mm -hmm. a video, um, a release, press release? Mm -hmm. Do something. Like you could have your own model. For me right now, I know I'm still working out what yeah. my thing is. And I, I'm thinking in the long run, if I could do something at least um, once a week, I think I could do that. Anything more than that's too much. Mm -hmm. um, where I put a new content related to my art. But I still have to figure out what that model looks like. Because yes. like, maybe one week I'll do a video, next week a photo, the week after that, maybe an advertisement. Yes. And then come back to that same cycle. I think that's a good way to keep your fans still interested in interested, your brand. Yeah. Um, now going back to something else, you were talking about modeling, right? Um, I you talk about schedule modeling. I think the next thing we have to talk about is learning um, the technologies available to you, like mm -hmm. making sure if you don't have the best photos, learn how to Photoshop. Learn how to really beef up your photo skills on like some type of other software. Mm -hmm. Video editing, making your video comfortable and editable to be posted on your Instagram and things. Yeah. And the tricky part is sometimes it's not formatted in a way that can be workable because it may not be supported. But having maybe an, another app on your phone or a computer that can make your things convertible so it can be accessible. Accessible, yeah. Um, and I know that's a big thing for me now, just mm. like I just recently got this movie app, um, which I, I really learned how to make my own movies now. It's pretty dope. Really? Yeah, like um, it's there's this thing in my computer called DaVinci Re Resolver, and it's what my video technician is using for my music video, which I'm gonna oh. tell you more about. Oh. Um, and I learned how to do the skill. It's just like GarageBand or yes. like iMovies, but a higher quality higher level. Quality, right? It's free software out there. Don't tell me, but it has to be Mac or it can be Windows? Well, right now I'm using a Mac, but um, we could check out if we'll they have a window out, yeah. or whatever. But like, it's a skill that I never had before, but now I have the skill to make a high quality yeah. video. And which just makes sense because now when you when things get bigger, which is going to happen if things get, keep going like this. Mm -hmm. Even though you're not the video, the video editor guy, right? But you know what you're talking about. Right. You, so can, you can relate it to the people that you need yeah. for your team. Because now with my team, um, I'm going to talk about it. So yeah. I, I created one video for the same song, Flybird. And it was the hugest project I've ever undertaken. It was literally a $7,000 project. I had a team. I had dancers. Because um, I actually, I'm a dancer myself. Yeah. And I choreographed my own dance routine for this. And that was pretty awesome. And still showcasing my skills as a dancer was another thing. Yeah. I don't think I've ever completely had a piece of art that connected all my forms as a musician, singer, and a dancer. So my album is the first time I'm having this multimedia moment. And I think this is the blossoming of the product I need to, to deliver from now on, you yes. know, because I got it, mm -hmm. you know. But now going back to my team, I had a video technician who actually engineered and was doing the actual video. Then I had a video editor, another girl who was just really super about like piecing together all of the clips. And she was telling me the language as we we're going about like, oh my gosh, we have to need the bio grade here, color swapping, all these other tech terms. And I'm just like, what are you saying? Are you speaking <laughs> French to me? I don't know all of this. But after sitting down with her, I learned those things. And I learned how she made the film. Mm. And then I learned from my videographer what does he need? What does what type of direction does he need? So I, I basically have to be my own director as well for this project. Um, of course, I had my friends on the other side who were helping the background for like little things. But I'm like, OK, we're going to do this shot. One more take. Yeah. Let me see it. We'll record it. I'm the principal actor. So I did all the actions, mapped it out. 
have to write my own and draw my own, um, they call it storyboard. Every shot that we did in the video, I physically draw it out and thought about methodically. This is the way I'm going to do the shot. This is how I'm going to do it. And then my videographer is like, okay, the best way to capture is this way. And my choreographer brain was saying, oh my gosh, how can I make that dance work? So there are so many components to make anything that we see. Now with the team part, um, it was a huge effort to just get any scene. And that's, Damn. it was a lot. Cause like sometimes my dancing scene, I made it, my front was over here, but the videographer is coming from that way. Ah. So I had to change my dance choreography with all 10 people to make that work. And it changed every property. So that was tricky. It was super mm. tricky for me because like... And that was for the for your last project or for... Shoot, false love, I fear not. The one that's about to come out November 20... Actually, November 30th. But I have a release party on November 29th. So I'll take... Uh, that's going to be nice, dope. Nice, nice. Um, but yes, it's going to be out there on Vivo video online uh, through YouTube. Did you pay for the Vivos though? Or? That you have to pay for. Right. How, how good is the conversion there? People do go there and see your stuff? Well, it's... I, to be honest, I've never done anything yet, so it's still in the process of being released. Mm -hmm. But um, Vivo is the highest music video platform. Got it. When we go to YouTube, the best artists are on Vivo. When you see like a Pitbull or J-Lo or a, a yes. Cardi B, what video you see, it says Vivo, mm -hmm. Cardi B's new latest, latest mm -hmm. hit, whatever it is, you know? And we have to be in that same caliber mm -hmm. from the jump because if you're not, who are you? Unless you unless you have like amazing team like I know there's amazing people out there like Lindsay Sterling she did, she never came from that direction and built her own brand but she has like every video is top notch like she has I don't know maybe a family member who's a videographer who could do all these videos <laughs> like everything is perfectly brilliant but like whatever but for me I know this is my only video I've ever done it has to be on that same caliber because mm -hmm. now I'm going in as a person without a label. And um, I have to represent myself to the highest level. Yes. And I didn't know what that level was, you know. But I know my product is there. And I showed it with my good colleagues and friends. And they are all in agreement. Like, your product needs to be on the highest level of calibers because you are that person right now. So I had to really think about... Oh, that's so good, man. That's, yeah. so, that's so awesome. To say that... To say that... Even I know that you're pushing yourself, mm -hmm. but you have to. Mm -hmm. You have to, man. There's no other way. Um, and even though I'm in, in the classic musician stuff, right? I mm -hmm. still do my videos, <clears throat> and I to, I try to edit my videos, right? Mm -hmm. And I just make sure that my videos in a good quality. Not this of course the extent of yours that you have to raise seven thousand dollars, which I think is a great thing, man. Mm -hmm. that's, that's so awesome. And it's hard. It's no, hard yeah. But like, um, no, I realized for this thing, of course, I can have my friends do the video for me. But is it going to be the quality that I want as a career move? Mm. No. Because then if you want to work, to make another video, your friends are not going to do it for free again. Of course. Yeah. So you have to be honest. Um, and also doing, going through that step of just working with different people and giving them what you really want mm -hmm. that also build your brand oh my gosh so could i tell you the first time yes. I, i wanted to film my video project on the week of july 7th it was like one of the hottest weeks in mm. in our city for the summer and um it was a complete flop yeah it was a complete complete flop because guess what as the visionary i was too lenient 
I was really nice to my people. I'm like, oh my gosh, so we have five rehearsals. I know you can't make all of them because your schedules are not there, um, but let's try to make as much rehearsal as possible. And this is the day of the shoot. I'm going to have this amount of time available to do the thing because of the permit that I have to buy. Um, and at the end of the day, come the day before the shoot, three or four of my dancers were like, so I can't make the whole shoot. I can only make a certain uh, time. And I'm like, wait a second. There's something's wrong. Something is wrong. I'm doing something wrong. It's not even them. I, I was too open to the possibility of making their schedule work instead of making um, a defined schedule and making them work around that. Because I made, I worked around their schedules instead of working around mine. Yeah. And I realized that I was a complete failure. Like I didn't get the, I didn't do the video. I no, lost out of, the first time. I lost out of a thousand, almost two thousand dollars of money because I rented yeah. equipment, and then on top of that, it didn't work out because my permit was was having some issues, and so I lost three or four hours. So thankfully, it didn't happen that way because, and I just canceled the shoot the night before because I lost out of four dancers out of ten, and I created a dance choreography specifically for ten people. How would that look if you have a perfect vision? And it's not up to your standard. Before you even get the, the video out there, you are dissatisfied. Before you, uh, you step foot into the into the studio, I was really dissatisfied because I know it's not what I visioned. Yeah. So I decided, you know what? Let me just reconstruct this whole idea. Get rid of the bad weeds, meaning some of the people that I I realized were not being the best support in this moment. Mm -hmm. And the thing was also, I I asked them to do it for free. This is a different okay. story. When you want professionals. You can't, you can't, you can't ask for free. You can't. So I later devised this really systemized fashion um, approach. I decided to have an open audition that I posted on Backstage Access, which is like, it's a huge, it's like Playbill, basically. Mm. And as well as three other dance web pages. I said, okay, I need headshots. I need resumes. This is the date I'm shooting my event. I had all the details laid out. I need the dances for a four or five solid rehearsal. Here's the amount you're getting paid for the end result. And I made sure they knew exactly every detail from the beginning. And so when I walked in the door and they auditioned for me, I'm like, okay, hello, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm looking for this. Here's the dance choreography. This is the dates I need for the recording. This is the price I'm paying you. If you want to do it, great. If you can't do it, okay. okay. If you can't make all of this, goodbye. I'm going to find someone else. And I had to become such a hardcore like business person yes. just to get the quality. And guess what? They showed up and they showed out. Sometimes I did feel away because the first set of people were all people I know who are brilliant dancers who can do everything I was asking to a perfection. But this other group maybe didn't come from the same discipline but they brought something of their own self and it worked out to be something I'm really happy about. They came, they conquered, they slayed. And that's what we want, mm -hmm. you know? And now I have a video product that I'm going to be happy about versus mm -hmm. something where I feel slightly inadequate about. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a big change all. I learned the business. You have to, hold all, you have to have everything in line before you even start. So basically, uh, before you sort of like have an idea... Try to shoot you have to know exactly, exactly what you need because like I'm like even from the makeup I'm like girls I want this kind of makeup I want this kind of lip I need this color hair color this the clothing I want from everybody to be wearing guys this is what I need you to do here's your dance steps here's all the counts this is your job videographers I need you to be here present at 7 a.m. for the shoot mm -hmm. you will start to set at 9 a.m. sharp 
9 a.m. to 7 p.m. We're doing all of this. There's a lunch break. I got lunch time. You have to have everything so Damn, systematic. Um, I can even show you some of our time, like yes. the timetable, like how I had it. Um, it was the only way it was going to be possible. And I, I had to be diligent. I had um, a crew on me who was like, okay, it's 15 minutes past 9 o'clock. You said you're going to be moving to the next set. Keep it moving. Keep going. And keep reinforcing the energy. And me being the the visionary, I was so motivated. I'm like, okay, guys, thank you. Good job. Good job. This is fabulous. We have time for two more shots, but we got to keep moving. Keep it going. You're doing fabulous. But like, that's who I am. You know, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to be good support, but I'm going to tell you, let's keep it going. We're almost done. We're going to get to this next step. And um, I had to be such the boss about this project or else who else would be that? Yeah. There's no other person. It's my project. So I had to learn from the beginning. If I want something, I have to know exactly what I want. That's really tricky because before, I never knew exactly what I want. You know, I'm like, oh, I want to do an album. Oh, maybe this photo would work. But <laughs> it changes everything. Like when you have a team of people who are looking for you for answers, if you go to any job, we look at the boss. Correct. The boss has yeah. all the answers. I had to be that person. And for me, it was very difficult. I can tell you the behind the scenes, I'm like, oh, no, I don't know what I'm doing. Ah, la, 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 la. You know, but I'm like, nope. When it comes to the actual day of doing the things, I need you, Pablo. Mm. Okay, this is great. Your black shirt's not going to work. For this video, must wear tuxedo. You need to be polished. You got to do this. Mm. Uh, we dis we discussed your playing. It was beautiful. Just give this look. You have to have this mm. character. That's the only character I want right now. Mm. I understand what you feel. Thank you. <laughs> it's my product. Yeah. It's not your product. So I had to be very like militaristic about the approach but still friendly you know oh because you already went through the i went through the scars of being yeah. offering like i was so nice to the people before and gave them the opportunity and they made it their project versus my project mm. and um if it's your vision how could someone else tell you what they want of it yeah and if they want to make time like oh i can only make it from 10 to 15 10 15 to 11 11 something I'm like great so how are you expecting to do a whole video if it's supposed to be two minutes in that one hour time realistically for that one hour we may do 30 seconds mm. how is it or less, huh? or less depending yeah. on how many takes you have to do of that one scene and I realized at that point I can't be a friend when it's work in that respect we can be friends outside of work but in work um, I have to know what I need from you and I have to be able to tell you exactly what I need. Yeah. And if you can't do that, let's just be friends. That's exactly. great. Exactly. I, I would love you there, but as a professional, it's not gonna work. Mm. And and I had that I had that experience already with some musician <laughs> friends. Like I told you that we were going to start this project, and then we started, and then you just back off. Flaky, kind of. Flaky, and I'm like, okay, you want to go that road? That's your problem. That let me just work. And search for other people and start work with myself because yeah. it's better. How I say this? I think Les Brown talk about this. You know who's Les Brown? I've heard of him. Yeah, motivational speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep flaky people away. If they, if they, t if he told you he was going to be there, he flaked out just, just to the distance because it's true. If he, if he flaked you in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. That means it's going to flag you all, all of the other moments, right? How consistent can they be, right? It, can, it, it cannot, it cannot be the person you can depend upon. It can't, man. It just, it just, it's. 
But it's okay to have, you know, cocktails and drinks with them just for fun. Mm. But you have to just know the difference between are they the quality talent who's going to be there? Because to be honest, it's not even about talent. Mm -hmm. That's what I learned about the video. Exactly. Because as I said, the first group of people were super talented, but they're not committed. Mm. So at the end of the day, this new group of people that I had were able to do everything because they practice at it and they're always at every rehearsal. So you're looking, you notice the, difference. the attitude, right? So there's a right. different... Okay, why why people that are failures in school, they become successful? Because when you fail and you try harder, right, to become someone, you develop attitude, right? Mm -hmm. And attitude versus talent is going to always win because talent is something that you already have. And for example, this product, there's so many projects, but none of them become successful. Right, right. right. Because they have the talent, but they never build up. They don't develop. have the personality. The attitude that... So there's more than just playing... For example, I play my instrument, right? I play piano. But if I rely only in that talent, and I don't re develop my own area, which is more important, and I add it towards my work, it's not going to happen. It's so funny. I was just talking to a, a student yesterday who was about to do an audition this morning for a high school, first time going to this audition. And we were talking about her playing. She's a brilliant technician, amazing violist. And I'm very happy to say I'm her teacher. You know, it's pretty awesome. Um, but like, she's so not comfortable with presenting. And we just said, you know, you already have the talent, so it's a blessing. But you have to have the stagecraft. You have to, man. You have yeah. to know how to be able to walk in a room and command the space. And what that meant for her was being able to just be approachable, be connectable to her audience, be able to say to the person, hello, I'm such and such a person. And you'd be shocked that just having this personality as we're talking more attitude is something that wins every race mm -hmm. you don't have to be the best performer best technician but soon as you are connectable or relatable you won you won you won so relatability is everything so being able to voice your opinion being able to be present mm -hmm. being able to um just be open to people around you it's, it's a big thing mm -hmm. versus being oh my gosh i'm scared so i'm gonna stay internal we don't want to see that. It just makes you look weak. It, and not to say weak is a bad thing, but like we're not interested in seeing the flaw. Because remember, the audience is here to support you. Mm -hmm. Whoever is there is watching you is supporting you. They want to see you do your best. They don't want to see you do your worst. So why present that? Even though you're going to do your best, why give them that moment of uh, insurities? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So it's just, yes, attitude, attitude, and... Statecraft is just all the, all those factors that are outside what we call talent. Let's 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 call it talent, right? Right. Which is your your the ability to to do something. Right. All those things are what really count, right? And you can see it even in classical music. You see these great pianists at Barnabas and Daniel Barnabas. I'm not saying they're not great talents, but they're not the great pianists either. Mm -hmm. But then their personality, their showman, they're, they're very strong physically, huh? Mm -hmm. Do you know? That you can send the present, their their business, they very comfortable speaking into a camera, a microphone, all those things count. It's what makes Barnborn We know that we know that he can play the piano. We know it. But then those other things that surround it makes him the quite quality yeah. the high quality Because talent. you know you you know there's a lot of good viola players or a lot of violin players. Mm -hmm. the lot, it's when you're sitting, if you, you really know. think that way then you'll never succeed because you're mm -hmm. already just like, oh there's people better than me. Exactly. Exactly that's a great point. We have Julia, we have Mahatma Scoop, 
the list just going on and on. But this is what a guy in Puerto Rico told me. His name is Gerald. Gerald, I hope I you're still listening. He told me, they're so great musicians, but none of them can succeed. They cannot stand out. They cannot stand out. Mm-hmm. They're great musicians. They can just put a score and you... Mm-hmm. But beside that, they, they, they don't stand out. And it's not the fault. See, that's not the fault. It's just the other side of the craft that you need to de- lay down. It, you have to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's no option. You don't want to be a... You don't want to be a... How they call this? A puppet or someone. You At least you want to know what the hell's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Some record label, which happens a lot, a record, a record label sees you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dwayne, man. I like your music. Mm-hmm. I want you to record my next album. Well, that'd be prolific. Mm. But then here's the thing. Do I know how things work? Ludoin's not going to just say, oh, yes. Yes, I'll just, he will just down and talk to, to the record label mm-hmm. and see how the, the, the money's going to be distributed. Mm-hmm. And what what's, what's the benefit that I have here? Mm-hmm. What, why do you want me? Uh, what Why, how much is going to be the revenue? Is my name is going to be here? So, uh, there's a lot of things that a lot of people get caught in the victims of, of mm-hmm. well, well the record labors if they get a guy from the from from the street and they can just make money of it money of it but they, he don't, he doesn't know how the business go mm-hmm. those are the victims that go you know background they I want to call it rob but it's not rob it's just that but it's just like not planned out strategic ways of earning the revenue based on their talent and ability mm-hmm. so. What we're doing is just knowing the business when those opportunity comes, or even when we make those opportunities happen, because we're making them mm-hmm. happen. We know what's going on, instead of just reality, uh, re- relying on our instrument, mm-hmm. which is just, it's a... It's a whole other level, because, is. yeah, something else. Um, going back to what we were saying before we come before we talk yeah. about the finances, I was realizing one thing. When we're talking about like building that confidence and self yeah. to be able to present in tandem to having the talent. You know, I think a lot of the times I learned from my teacher before. She's like, you know, talent can take you so much places, but it's more than talent. It's the hard work and the skills and travel and this, you know, dedication that you put into it. Um, because you're not everybody's gonna be talented by nature. People work hard at becoming that, right? Mm. And that same person who's gonna work hard would definitely win over talent. And even Jadakus even quoted he was just like um, talent is a vic- is, uh, I'm sorry talent is second to hard work hard work passes over talent yeah. like and it's so it's a thing that really happens because now if you really push and you really dedicate it to your fixing of yourself to make you better you will be there and we always have that thing now bringing it back to performance um, sometimes we don't realize that performance is second to personality as we said only because personality, vulnerability, um, gumption makes you human, mm. not just a mechanism. You have to be human. You have to have all those qualities to be received and seen. And um, yeah, going back to what we we're saying now yep. about the finances thing now, um, we also have to be smart. We have to just know really what we're doing. Before you do anything, I think, because half the times we just get lost in a space of, 
oh, we're talented musicians. They got our back. They, they got their backs. Mm. And they will support you to help build their back even bigger. There you go. Yeah. Um, but you have to know what you're liable to and what's your worth. And this word worth ties into everything. It's a connect of your personality. It's a connect of your talent. It's a connect of your value of your art. Because once you understand self-worth, you know what you can be expecting for your price. What do I think I value at? Yeah. What is my talent value? How much should I be making? Do they really notice what I'm offering? Maybe they don't. Okay, well, I'll find someone else who knows what I'm doing. Yes. Um, do I also know who I am now? A lot of us don't do that. We don't know who we are, and we're still learning about that, and that's okay. But at least we can just say, now, at this point in time, my music has this value. You don't see it? Well, thank you. I'm going to go find and go to another outlet. Or maybe I realize, do I even need the support right now from another personnel to help push my brand? Mm. Or can I do it myself? Is that an option? And I know that's the option I've been looking at right now because this is the first real project I've ever done. And support is really troublesome to get, especially when you don't have a platform or an audience yet. And um, I was just looking, I'm like, okay, how can I finance my own project? How can I do this? Do I have a label? Can I submit my music to label? Can I? If I've never had a product? Exactly. That's not, what you're saying. Not really. I can't really do that. But I can support myself and make this quality be of that quality that they're expecting. Mm -hmm. And then so that later on when I do propose things, if I go that direction, they have no reason to doubt what I'm offering. Mm -hmm. they have, they'll say, oh my gosh, well, you gave me enough reason why I think you're worthy of our time. Because you know exactly what you want in your music. You know how to get it. And you actually have the product that stands behind you and says, he is ready for this. Exactly. And I've been going that self-motivated direction um, with my music. Um, and I'm like, okay, what is the standard I'm going for? What is my audience? Who is my audience? I have to know all of these things from the jump. The niche, right? From the, yeah. I, I know, like, um, first of all, my music is not mainstream yet, but that's okay. There's a voice out there for what I want. And I know I'm still learning about my own self as a musician, as a singer, as an artist. And I'm like, I'll further at some point develop a style that would probably be relatable to a different group of people at mm. some point later because we change. But as of right now, I realize I have to be my own advertiser. I have to be my own pub publication house. I have to be my own manager. I have to be my own director. I have to be my own choreographer. Because first of all, I don't have the funds to afford all of that. But I can get a team of people who is interested in my brand and I can have them support from now and help be my ambassadors for moving toward to having all of that. Yes, exactly. And once I start continue building this said small team, I'm able to now branch out to bigger things because now I have a support system that really knows my product and know what I can do. And that's the smartest thing I can do. And that's how I show my worth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now basically that's the difference between service and product. There you go. I, I thought you did it. I don't have to even go more into details. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because when when you know our product, you're more into the 
the value of yourself. And then, you know, so funny, a thing that is not funny, it's a serious thing. Um, I know I was facing this one too. I'm like, when I was studying in school and then learning all these concertos and etudes and all these things and like all these lifelong, you know, um, lifelong pieces that are like golden and like they're, they mean so much to us. And then we learn it and then as soon as you finish learning it, you forget how to play it. Or, or how to do it or how to sing that song or whatever and then I question wait do I have a product can I show someone what I did no I can't no you can't because I can't replicate that moment unless it was saved and that's the reason why I decided to go on this journey of making albums and videos and these things because what if I want to show somebody what I do how would they see it I go to my Brooklyn College concert December the and then and they January. forget and they forget yeah and then the next thing is um when i'm trying to sell that how could i sell anything you can't i can't sell a brand that's not existent and i think that's the point of this new journey learning to find and build a tangible product and you know that was kind of on my list of things to do i'm like man i feel like i don't know who i am as an artist because i don't have a product to show to anyone yes and then i can't call myself an artist because i'm not developed yet mm. so now I'm finally in that stage where I am developed. Mm -hmm. I have a brand. So now th th there's something very interesting that you said. Now I am an artist. So before you were not. Ah, a produced artist. Right. I was a service artist. A service artist. As you said before, I was a person doing something in a one moment scenario. Here, play me this sonata. That's it. Right. I can still probably do some of that still, but is it of that caliber when I performed at that time? It's not going to no. be that unless I am working that repertoire again. Mm -hmm. And But it's good to have now the, the stages of our life yes. documented in this hard form. The best thing can happen, man. Yeah. The best thing. Now that I'm working with, um, with Aaron Hra, mm -hmm. which is my violinist, we're going to probably play those pieces again. But because we worked very hard, we got those pieces. But it's going to be another journey building it up again. We're going to after we finish with this one, we have two uh, more albums to work on. Right. So now it's just the product's going higher, higher. The worth of the product's going higher, 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 higher. Because people seen your last work and they have expectations mm -hmm. now. Yes. They're like, okay, you gave us this last time. We already know what you're gonna offer. Yes. We're excited for your new product. Because we know you can deliver it and you have something, you have evidence. Mm -hmm. And that's the most important word, evidence. Mm -hmm. And man, I have to tell you, Duane, I have, I, especially uh, opera singers, I have a lot of friends that are opera singers. Man, they're great singers, man. They're great singers. But like, we don't know of them. We don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just know about them because they're my friends. But they don't... Record. They don't record. I mean, I know it's... it's fear you know i think part of it too i think we have this super glossy ideal of what we want for ourselves like mm. when i was recording my project i'm like oh no this is for orchestra i want to have a huge orchestra and me singing and but then as a first product how can you ever afford that nah. it's not realistic. not realistic so i think a lot of times we had this mentality of the super glossy version like how we had it in the productions mm. of what it sounded like and we would replicate that in audio but then reality is who's supporting that financially So a lot of us are discouraged from even going to recording studios mm -hmm. because we're not going to get the quality we want. Mm -hmm. We don't want to have a rehearsal pianist performing in a, a CD 
if you have prepared this piece with an orchestra. Yes, I see what you're saying. So I, why would I as opera singer want to have this record? It's not going to be the quality that I mm. expect of myself. Mm. And I think that's a mentality we have to change. Get it rid of it. Get rid of that thing because what's wrong with pianos in this variable? What's wrong with having a piano and opera singer? Maybe you could have a string player, one, two, but mm-hmm. don't go out of your budget. Don't try, don't try to... Sh- don't Show what you don't have. Exactly. Don't try to just create this illusion that... It's okay. Don't worry. We have the recording here. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Um, so, don't try to... Create this illusion of grandeur when yeah. you're not there yet. Because you're not there yet. I mean, I know you go to... The, you see Maria Valle and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The singing with the orchestra, stuff like that. But there's a process to get there, man. And that's the thing I think we as artists go through, this whole mental juxtaposition of, are we the artists if we're not on the stage? Mm. Are we? That's a question I think we always ask. We could see ourselves only in that platform. We dream about that platform. And then as soon as we don't have that, we're we, nobody. We're, we feel like we're no one again. We're nobody. Yeah. Well, that's a made-up belief. You see? Exactly, yeah. Um, and I think that's a part that scared us from initially going all these directions. Because we feel our essence is only blossomed under the, the, the blue and red lights of a stage. Yeah, which is not real, which is not real because there's something that's called passive income, <laughs> which you need. But beyond passive, not even talk money yet, like just everyday practice. Mm-hmm. I think we're okay. hard about, we're hard on ourselves of practice. We don't think of it as we're being authentically amazing as a performer every day. Ah, I see what you're saying, yeah. Because when we practice, we're just like, okay, we're just practicing the song instead of realizing, oh, snap, I'm dope. Listen to this. I did all of this. Where Where's appreciation for who we are every day? Mm, I and I think that's what we as musicians tend to go through a lot. Mm. We don't appreciate ourselves. A lot. On, we, do, a, we do something that's not easy. Now, mm-hmm. that, now that we are teachers, <clears throat> you can tell this by your experience. I had students that have been trying to play the piano for years, man. Right. And they still struggle with the scale. They still right. struggle. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. So playing instrument is very, very hard. And only with that, you suppose, I mean, feel gra- grateful for the fact that you're doing something that is not even easy. Go. I got a comment to match that. Like, do you realize in this moment, you are your best version of yourself? Mm. No one can be you in this moment. So even if you are practicing your piano or singing a song or recording or working this, whatever it is, you are being the best version of yourself in that moment. Mm. And we forget to think of that. And like, for example, when we go into those performance spaces and we feel nervous and we don't have the personality that's necessary to perform, we are like, oh my gosh, someone's out there going to listen to us and they're better than us. But the reality is, who in this one given moment can do what you're doing? Exactly. No one. No one. Oh well, maybe I'm um, probably one or two people, but that's a slim number. But it's but not going to be doing. It's not, it's going, to not going to be you performing as you are, and that's what we as performers have to realize. Mm-hmm. Whenever you are doing something, do it to your best because you know no one's going to do it like you. You know what? And also, now that we're talking about, I know where we we entering. What topics are we entering now? It's not. In other words, don't give a fuck, man. Don't. Yeah, and I think that's the part really when I start developing this product, these two products of mine, I'm like, you know what? I am darn talented. Every day I walk this world, I'm talented. But I used to be so depressive in the sense of like, oh man, I'm not good enough yet. I'm not going to be there. But When are you going to be there? When are you going to be there? 
when are you going to be there? When That's, you die? Yeah, I mean, it's not... You're never going to be there. If you think that way. Yeah, I mean, no... Exactly, if you think in the way of, ah, oh, when I'm going to be there. Right. You're never going to be there. Right. You have to start. I right. Mean, you have to start. And now in this day and age, we understand you go to YouTube mm-hmm. and search for these great artists and you see that then you, you compare yourself with, with those artists which is wrong completely wrong right. it's not realistic that's their journey yeah they, that's the end result of their journey but we don't hear about that journey I, I like to hear more I love the journey rather right. than the end result right. because the end result oh everything looks good but no, what's the story see, behind let it let me see the story let me see how he got here let right. me see what, what happened that's what you that's what I I like to just pay more attention. Well, speaking of stories, now I, I think I, I didn't really fully talk about the story about my personal album, mm. and I'm super happy to have this piece, True False Love, I Fear Not Be Something, because you know, this has been the hardest year of my life mm. and one of the most fruitful years. Like, honestly, I came out as a fully gay man mm. to my family, which mm. I never did before. And I was petrified. You know, my mom, I, be- I made up this conception that she's gonna hate me, you know, she's gonna ostracize yeah. me. All that's made up because I believe that I made up the story. Uh, and then now with my growth, this whole moment as an artist only could happen because I freed myself of this made up life that I had for myself. So by me not being authentic, mm, I was not able to ever produce the art that I need yeah, to produce. So you were just holding back. I was holding myself back. And I think yeah. we all have examples in our life that hold us back from our potential. Mm-hmm. And now I'm um, with this continued story. I realized there's so much other assets in my life that I was stifling my own growth from out of fear. I feared I would never be adequate enough to be received as an artist. But I made this up. But not realizing that I perform a lot of times and people love to see what I do. You know? Yeah. And um, I never seen it myself because I believed in this mindset of, oh, I'm not good enough. Question: Wait. Yeah. Now that we're there, Wait. what do you what do you think? It could be the reason that we developed this. Oh, this belief system. Well, first of all, there's many factors. We can't really pin it down to any mm. one thing. But I think the first one we could say is, um, you know, existential, like people outside of us and their beliefs, right? Like, oh, we walk into a school, we're bombarded with people's ideologies of what we should do. People are already telling you from your kid, you need to be this. You need to do that. Do this. Man up. You know, all these other terms that we just hear every day. And you're just like, but wait, I'm a kid. I'm 10. Why are you telling me to be a man? For example, right? Mm -hmm. But that's something we do in our society. And we don't know how painful that is to kids. We just say it as you should be responsible for these things. But kids should not be responsible. They're not made to be responsible. Mm -hmm. That's a parent's job. For example, now for us as performers... I know we go to like junior high schools, high school, we're one thing, but then as soon as you go to college, oh, make sure you're practicing it so good. And then you're like, oh no, was I not practicing good enough? What? I was comfortable as a kid performing, but now in college, it's super focused. Mm-hmm. I have to be this super diligent performer. Now I build this level of fear because I'm like, oh, I have to make sure everything is perfect. And if it's not perfect, I'm no longer good. Ah, I see. So people outside of us make this thing happen where we start to believe that mentality where we maybe never had before. So if you just live in your own space, sometimes you have 
a better result because you're just doing what you do. But as soon as you start embodying and taking what people say around you, you start living in their life story and you wear that weight. Mm. And then like, I remember like even your family, they have certain belief systems or things that they tell you and you're just like, oh snap, I guess I better listen to what they're saying because what they're saying is true for them, but not true for you. And then you get in that mental space where you kind of are adjusting to a lot of things, but at the same time, stifling that thing about yourself that may be the thing that you are. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, And I know, for example, I remember hearing from my brother. He was just like, as a kid growing up, he's just like, I'll stop singing. Why are you playing your instrument? It sounds bad. You know, and I'm like, really? I sound bad? And he's just like, yeah, you're annoying. But I didn't know he meant just stop singing right now. I'm tired of hearing you singing. You've been singing for all day. I heard it as I sounded bad. Even though he didn't say to re- he said, I sound bad. He meant it as I just don't want you to sing right now because I'm trying to do whatever else I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But by hearing the word bad, we already said, oh, my gosh. There's I'm, a connection. Yeah. There's a connection. And you hear this constantly like, oh, man, I guess I'm not that good. So then we already have this notion that's built in our head that maybe we're not good because the people around us are saying we're not good. Even though he didn't mean that or your sister didn't mean that or your mom or whatever. But now we have this fear that we're not adequate enough. Instead of the support all the time saying, oh, you are good. If we had that kind of support every day, I'm sure you'd have that confidence about yourself. Like, oh, yeah, I'm good. And we know people who have that. And they feel that way too, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think those little things that happen in our environments are the things that staple you and make you. But it's not the thing that you have to be. I see what you're saying. I see. You can figure out who you are at some point, or you need to, to be honest. Um, and you can't just be held down by truths for other people. Because what's true for them is not necessarily true for you. It's a, it's a different reality as it's well. It's a totally different... You're a different person. Yeah. You don't have to have that. So why have their weight and their baggage? Mm. And as soon as you learn how to declutter all of that, you start to realize, wait a second, I am that. I'm a freaking Don Amazing violist. I'm a freaking Don Amazing dancer. And I, I got a lot to show for it. Who else can do what I can do right now? No one. No one. No one. So it's really just a, as you have to just go there and really spend the time with yourself to figure out what are the things that's been holding you back? Mm-hmm. Oh, confront those demons. You have to confront it. And we are yeah. afraid of that. And I know I was afraid of talking to my family about my sexuality mm-hmm. for one, you know. But catch this. My mom was like, okay. And? And I'm like, what? You know, traditionally speaking, I expect you to like hang me by my head upside <laughs> down. You know, like or whatever nonsense. So what's all the perceptions you have in your mind it's all a made-up thing, and we can go yeah. there if we don't speak of it and get it out of our system. Mm-hmm. So the best thing to do is just to be honest and just share how you feel. Because yeah. as soon as you share, that's how we make the connection. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to everything we talked earlier about, like being worth and having worth and being receptive to audience and having all of this. Mm-hmm. Just being able to connect and communicate everything you need. That's very important. That's important. If you don't have that skill you lose out on a lot because mm-hmm. we're going to make up things about you. We're going to make things up about you. But you never speak up. so Because you never said anything. Yeah, so you never said anything. So we don't know who you are. We can't. Only you know who you are. 
And that goes back, goes back to, okay, for those folks that have problems talking with people, just say hello. Yeah. That's a good, that's, that's, that's a start. That's a start. And I know I went to a meetup of music business, how to earn a living with music. Mm-hmm. And I met a couple of musicians there and they were very antisocial, very antisocial, mm-hmm. very hard to. To really gauge and fill yeah, with that. Yeah, I was just trying in the size, you know, go mm-hmm. underhook. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that happening. I'm like, no, this is this is not this is not working. And I, but I never took it personal because I was I was them. Mm. Yeah, mm. I was them. I was, I was at that stage. I, I could, was, to be honest, to be authentic, I could see myself still there. Sometimes yeah. there's certain days I so know. There's, our, there's an empathy. There's yeah. an empathy. Yeah. But also, also, that's a reminder to myself. Like, okay. This is where you were. Right, right. And now you're here. Right. Yeah, you can start there and look at people in the eyes and say and just talk, start talking about business, right. about music. Right. Feel comfortable. But I know you see and I must explain he was a pianist and I think he was one of these great pianists. I can I can just see it, you know? But I'm like, man You're just not you're not connecting. Yeah, you're so not I, there, man. You're not there. So we can't appreciate we cannot appreciate you mm. if you're not fully open mm. to be receptive. So this goes back to vulnerability. Yes. Just going over getting over that fear, knowing your worth cuz now he doesn't know all of those factors. He doesn't have the attitudes of success. He probably doesn't even know who he is mm. because he's lost and all that. So we're touching everything we talked about again. Yeah. It goes back to the fundamentals. If yeah, you're man. if you're about to be a performer, you better get over that. Or at least figure out a way to Make it seem like you're over it. Yeah. But even to be completely honest, you're never going to be over it unless you confront it. You got to yeah. you gotta sit in it. You have to just keep doing it. Yes. There's a lot, man. We can just... Go on for it. Go forever here, man. We can just... Mean when we, we... We have been around here in the city, you know. We we look around. We, we do... We start thinking we just make sure that things are finished and stuff like that finished products finished yeah. products if you start a song it, man is that it's just, just crazy if you have a composition you haven't finished it make sure you finish it that's it that's simple that's simple and that and I know I know we don't have a lot of time now we, we have to close it but with compositions man with with a small book that you started just do it to its completion and finish the product mm-hmm. and then get on to the next because now you have something of your own time mm-hmm. And if you don't, you're just sitting on something and you're just holding these regretful feelings Ooh. like, "Ooh, I want to do a competition. How come I never done it? It's I'm already too old for competitions. I can't do it now. And then I feel this way and I'm making up this whole thing and I feel bad about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just this illusion, Ill- mental illusion. I don't know how to say it. Mental That was perfect. Of things that are not real, but we think are real because that's a perception that we, and I do this, do this all the time. Right, so just uh, yeah. get out of your headspace and just say, do it or don't. If you don't want to do it, what's your reasoning? And be clear of it. Mm. And Which is not. I know, it sounds very <laughs> like, it's kind of hardcore yeah. how you're thinking about it, but like, there's no time for that. This there's time no is time. only now. You could talk about wanting to do something in the future, yes. Mm. Make it a goal that's obtainable. But if you keep saying, oh, I'm, I'm going to do this project, oh, I want to be a singer, I hope I will, all these conditions of things that's not going to happen. It's like my brother said when he traveled to Spain, he came back, he said, Pablo, you're living in a story. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it's not real. I'm like, damn, he's so right. But I didn't want him to 
Oh, we, uh, we didn't want him that. to tell him it was right, but he was right. And that was back in 2011. He told me, Pablo, you know what's happened with you, man? You're living in a book story. Mm. And I'm like, oh. Now, speaking of that, it goes back to my brother. I made the yeah. comment earlier about him telling me how I sound bad. Guess what? My brother praises my performances as well. Mm-hmm. He's just like, you sound amazing. And I'm like, but he'll say it not to me directly. Like, I had a video of a reception after my event one, uh, for the F-Tones, our premiere yep. for sketches. We caught him on the video. And he was just like, my brother was playing so awesome. It was amazing. Da, 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 da. So you're like, yo, how can you tell me to my face? But, like, the story is they're there. They know. They care. They mm-hmm. see us. They're not going to make up a story. We change their stories. Their story, yeah. They really do care, man. Right. And my brother still, he do care. And in my my lowest point, right? I've mm-hmm. been there. I call him and we, he just helped me out, right? Mm. Just give myself being up. Because in the last two years here in New York City, being rough, you know, mm-hmm. money, stuff like that. But things now are getting better. But all those things can affect your productivity but still it's not an excuse right yeah it still is not an excuse but it makes it difficult to figure out what you're doing because now you're in a head space most mm. is a uh, versus your talent space mm. and i know we're getting close to that time though right pablo yeah yeah <laughs> but um the end of the story is um i think finished products mm-hmm. knowing your worth and being able to sit in your truth and identify it and identify yes. what is not authentic to authentic you. Authentic to you, yeah. And once you learn those three things, you can be the best version of you. And you, if you don't know where to start, if you don't know where to start, just do a business card. Yeah, business That's card. That's simple, man. Do a business card, a Gmail account. And to be honest, if you guys need to know more information, I don't mind sharing as well. Like, there check my webpage. I'll give you a free PDF on mm. what I think works. If you sign up to his email list, right. he will probably give you the, uh, the advice I got. Yeah. And right. you, you guys can download the the link the, there on DwayneBeach.com. Yeah, there you go. And <laughs> that way you guys can have more up, update of his upcoming book. Make sure if you want to get his album, he has this in, online, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention. Yes. I have a short Indiegogo project right now happening um, to help support myself as an artist for my Shoot False Love product. Check it out. It's on my webpage. A direct link there. Yeah. And you'll see like the promo videos. I have three yes. short promos that only happened because I failed that first day of the making a video. But I made three 30-second snippets in that space of time that made the world of a difference in my growth. Nice. So never make a moment be a failure, but a learning opportunity. Damn. That was deep. That was deep. <laughs> there you go, man. So check out on Dwayne at Dwayne. Beach.com or oh, social media, Instagram. Oh, it's um, at Dwayne, D W A Y N E, 1125 on Instagram. Uh, Twitter is Dwayne Beach 11251. And of course, Facebook, same thing, Dwayne Beach Music. And you have a YouTube channel as well? Yeah, it's under my same name, Dwayne Beach. There we go. And you guys can go online and get this album as well. And also, pre-sell, check out Spotify, get your copy, Very iTunes. Yeah. It's coming out November 30th. Shoot, false love, I fear not. But definitely check out the F-Tones. It's already out. It's ready there for you. There you have it, guys. Dwayne Beach, if you guys want to to support the, the podcast, just make sure that you go to my page at www.bialpha.com music slash podcast and check out this new album oh yes and my new album as well man <laughs> my, and my release my first album yeah november the 16th 
the you can find it on Amazon. You can pre, pre how can I say pre-order this? pre-order. And it's called a cross, right? A cross. It's called a cross. Uh, quotation piano violin, and you can go as well in Spotify and do the same thing. You can just pre. I forgot the word again. Order. Order. Pre-order and. Make sure that you go to my social media platform and like everything that I do. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, Dwayne. Thank you, Pablo. There we go.